0: Of The Get More Success Show. Now today I'm thrilled to be having on the show the lovely Donna Hanson. Welcome to the show Donna.
1: Hi Warwick, how are you?
0: I am fabulous and all the better for speaking with you, of course. Now Donna, you've got a couple of different businesses. You've got Prime Solutions, the Technology Translator um, and there's always other, you're an interesting woman who's got a whole lot of stuff sort of going on. So I want to start with a quick question that I ask everyone who comes on the show. How do you define success?
1: Look, for me... Success means um, having enough money in the bank to do all the things that I want to do to enjoy life, but it's about having that balance and being able to be there for my family. You know, I've got aging parents and uh, kids that are um, just heading out into the workforce and I uh, am conscious of being there for them and wanting to be part of their lives. So business is a tool for me to create a lifestyle for me to operate under and and to afford all the things that I want to do, and I do that by delivering value and helping people get more done in less time with the technology programs they already own.
0: So so tell me a little bit about the two elements of your business, and, and do you struggle to keep track of when am I doing one thing and when I'm doing another? Because a lot of people have many different irons in the fire, and you find that you you know without wanting to be uh, uh, feel like you're having a multiple personalities dealing with different things. So, how do you probably first up to stay? What is the difference between the technology translator the stuff that you do, the Donna Hansen stuff that you do, the Prime Solution stuff that you do, uh, and then also how do you go from one mindset to another? And how you know, like how does it all work? How do you how do you make like, how do you keep juggling and get all this stuff
1: happening? Sometimes I feel like Straussman. You know the um, the comedian with the puppets I feel like there's all these different voices in my head sometimes you feel like that too <laughs> um, yeah look it is a, is a bit of a challenge um, there's two parts to what I do I have a productivity focused uh, technology training company so we do corporate solutions for organizations where we look at how they're using programs like word Excel email uh, PowerPoint and we determine a better return Turn on investment strategy for their training spend. So it's about outcomes and outcome focus. And I've got a degree in training and development focusing on that adult education. And um, you know, I've had the privilege of, of working uh, with Microsoft as one of only five people outside of the US accredited to, to deliver email management program training to, to their staff, which is sort of crazy, isn't it? Um, it, must, it
0: must have been interesting going back to Microsoft who've wrote, written the program saying, Yeah, now you're using it wrong and (laughs) this is how you can do it and be more effective.
1: I prefer to look at it as saying even though they are the creators of the program, they too struggle with the volume of email yeah. that they receive every day. So, uh, you know, nobody should think they're the Lone Ranger. Now, as far as um, that business is concerned, that initially started out at around 19 years ago um, when the company I was working for went into receivership and uh, I lost around $10,000 worth of entitlements because I was an employee. I had a two-year-old son and my marriage was, uh, was pretty much cactus. Uh, so I decided, what do you do? Start your own business. So I did that and I was a contract trainer for many, many years. And, and the thing that I found was that uh, there was no solution for people to learn about this technology. So the only way people could learn at this point, and you've got to remember when we're talking 19, 20 years ago, this was sort of Pre being able to Google stuff, the only options you had available was to go to a classroom training session where you were stuck there for a day. You covered eight topics. You had a fantastic lunch. You know, I've, I've lost track of the kilos of smoked salmon I've eaten, and um, you walked away with eight topics. You know, two of which may have been relevant to you, but then you've got to work out how it applies to what you do, and the other eight, you've got no idea what they were for or how they might apply, and you're. In a classroom with maybe 10 or 12 people from all different companies you can't really ask questions so what I noticed from that was that organizations were still sending staff to those courses because that's the way they'd always done it and you know we all know that just because we've always done it that way doesn't mean that that's the way we should continue otherwise we'd still be riding in a horse and cart um so um what what I saw the need was there for, was a far more business-specific approach to training. So that's how Prime Solutions originally evolved into what it is today, which is ultimately a boutique provider of training services. And I have a range of around 15 different trainers with different areas of expertise who provide training for our clients across the country uh and the the other part of, of before you
0: go on can i just ask with yeah. prime solutions you're talking about um they're using the software that they've already got is it just the microsoft office suite of programs or is it does it go beyond that?
1: That's a really great question, Warwick. There's there's two additional answers to that. Well, first of all, the initial is no, it's not just Microsoft Office. We'll often do things like the Adobe suite of products. These days, a lot of organisations, particularly larger ones, are choosing to bring their graphic design work in-house so that they can have more control and make it easier for editing. So often they need staff across these sorts of programs or they could be in a design area. So, for example, we have that are in the fashion industry and they use a lot of those uh, InDesign Illustrator type programs for graphically drawing up their um, their templates and their um, uh, their patterns so we can work in that area but having said that we've also done customized training so for example we did a government department where we focused on productivity with a new video conferencing tool that they'd spent several million dollars on um, purchasing And so the training was just a minuscule element. And it also involved a large amount of change management, which is another differentiator of our product. We're not about just the training. We're about selling the participants on the benefits to them, the what's in it for them of the new technology that they're moving to or whatever it is that they're learning.
0: So you've obviously got clients that are, because Microsoft brings out a new suite every year or two or 18 months. And I know a lot of the big corporates don't like to be uh, bleeding edge. So we say, you know, they want to wait until it's been around for a while. So a, how do you keep up with the technology and B, how do you go about making sure that you've got, for example, office 2013, office 2010, office 2008, and and you know, and and before and after and all the middle bits. Like how do you how do you stay in touch with all of that?
1: Okay. Well, first of all, coming back to um, the the changes and, and corporations, they don't necessarily hold back because they don't want to be cutting edge. They're, they're juggling that fine line between uh, being considered cutting edge and being considered um, really, really late adopters. And the things that they take into account are, you know, there's a lot of expense and a lot of um, resources involved in an upgrade. And for many of our clients, uh, a number of whom are global brands some are national Uh, there is a budgetary element involved because let's just say for example we've got a client who's getting ready to upgrade from don't laugh office 2007 Um, And they've decided to go to um, Office 365. Now, um, they have to worry about the hardware that they're going to be operating. They've got to worry about any other legacy applications that their organisation is running that may not be um, compatible with the latest version of Microsoft Office. So there's all these things to take into account plus the budgetary allocations if you're talking about um you know more than maybe 10 computers you really need a budgetary allocation and a business case so sometimes that takes more time uh and by the time they get to that point you're on to the next version so we often find clients will be upgrading and they'll still be um uh, you know uh, one behind so the corporate standard is now considered to be office 2013 and if you're if you're below 2010 you really need to lift your game.
0: Yeah. yeah, and, and also there is something to be said for they want stability of product and sometimes when the latest version comes out, a, it's, they sort of wait till a second service pack until they know okay, it's stable now, it's not going to cause me more problems. Because typically everyone knows the software, if we upgrade there's going to be a lot of, uh, there'll be a, a time period to get to know the new tweaks. And we want it to be stable, you know, before we
1: do That's that. That's exactly. And I think I think the need for full-on hands-on training when organisations upgrade is is cutting down now. And we're seeing a lot more, and we're encouraging a lot more with our clients that when they upgrade, they need to incorporate a training element. And it's really about. Um, letting the staff know that they're valued and that the implementation of this new program is is designed to increase their productivity. And IT, we're finding and wanting to invest in that buy-in and changing the dynamic of how they're perceived within a business. So rather than them, them being seen as the evil IT area, not suggesting that they are, but in some organisations that can be the persona that that's inadvertently portrayed, we're looking at how can we present IT as a value add to the business? And what can we do that is um, very, um, minimalistic in its labor requirement that maximizes a return on investment and keeps the message going without IT having to deal with issues like a user ringing up, asking how to do a mail merge. Really, you only want the users ringing the help desk because they can't connect to a network drive or they're not able to point, those sorts of things. Yeah. So, you know, that that's sort of the realm of, of data that Prime deals with.
0: Right. Hey, So in that circumstance with that kind of training with that the office suite, but also with some of the other products you're talking about. How much of it is getting to know the program versus creating really good working habits uh, that then the programs can support? I, I've always been a firm belief that technology like Fire is a brilliant tool but a poor master. So is is how much of what you're teaching is around that uh, uh, human habits and human processes rather than here's the latest, you know, press this key, that key, and look at all Magically Does stuff.
1: Well, look, a lot of organisations are going down the path of here's the things you work at, at how to use it. But I guess the uh, unique element that we add is we take the technology and then we take the the people and we combine the two and we look at creating a solution that um, that supports both so we do that by you know maybe it's a face-to-face presentation and then we have online resources that are designed to remind people because we all know unlike the matrix you know you're not going to pick up a usb stick and plug it into an employee's head and go here's everything you ever need it's it's a drip feeding process and, you know by drip feeding what we're doing is encouraging conversation encouraging dialogue when really there's been no dialogue in the past you know in the past if somebody had a problem with something in Excel or Word first place they go to is Google mm. now that's tremendous because that's free but reality is if I have one staff member going to Google to find an answer to a question, the likelihood is there'll be other people in my organisation who'll need to do the same. And so the process is replicated and that can take from five to 50 minutes depending on if you get caught up by a cat video and, um, uh, and the knowledge is never shared and that's, that's unintentional. So what we're trying to do is be far more strategic in how we're learning the information, how we're sharing the information and how we're building up a knowledge base. I was talking to um, a client this morning and one of the, the things we discussed was, you know, have you ever heard the situation where you're working with somebody and you say, do you know how to do a graph? And they'll say, oh, yeah, we have this graph. we it, It's really phenomenal, this graph. It used to be great, but the problem is the person who created it has now left the business and nobody knows how to fix it. Nobody knows how to use it. So this is what happens. We get these silos of information. So Prime Solutions is about redefining what learning and development as adults Yeah. Are.
0: And, and well, you're talking before about one of the the easiest solutions that people follow is they just Google it. The biggest challenge is knowing actually what to search for, and you oh, can absolutely. like you know, it's like a dictionary. If I don't know how to spell something, a dictionary actually is not that helpful for me because I'm just sort of guessing. Going, I think it starts with an F. Oh, look, it's a ph. You know, so it's it's the the same with Google. Is you know you can get close, but it can, it takes time. So all right, so that's cool. So I've got a great understanding of what Prime Solution does. So what is Donna Hanson do? What's, what's that arm of your business do?
1: Donna Hansen uh, likes to go out and talk to people. <laughs> I like to go out, uh, and you won't believe it. I'm an introvert, Warwick. You, I know you know me quite well, and you know that I am fairly quiet. But I'm I'm very passionate about what I do. Uh, I came from a space where I was a personal assistant to the managing director of a company, and I've worked in a lot of different industries. So I really understand the challenges that people in small business, in schools, in corporates face because I've Uh, played a variety of of roles and um, really what I want to do is make life easier and give people back more time, less stress uh, because, um, you know, Just recently, for example, you and I have had a friend that's passed away at 53, which is um, a lot older than both of us, of course, Um, but uh, she was unwell. And, uh, you know, I think to myself, um, it's about the quality of life that you have. You want the time to do the things that are important to you. And, you know, I've never heard of anybody as they're they're ageing going, I wish I'd worked more, Mm. you know? Work will still be there, uh, and we need to remember that it's a, a a tool by which we can generate revenue to create the lifestyle that we want to live and share with our families and friends or whatever.
0: And and so you mentioned at the very beginning that um, one of the things you do is you you know you've got your your teenage boys and you've also got your your parents who are uh, you're you know giving a lot of support to. So how do you manage your time? You know, and get you're teaching other people. You know, this is how you use Outlook to manage your time and stuff. So, for you, what are the what are some of the success tips that you personally use to manage the demands of a husband, parents, kids, and I know you're involved in some other stuff in the community. So, how do what are some of the secrets of success for that for you?
1: Look, I uh, I struggle like everybody. You have your ups and downs, and that's what I think balance is. Balance is never about an equilibrium at all times. It's about the seesaw sort of going up and down, but it's about being able to recognise and counteract. So. Um, there are a number of things that I do uh, for my sanity. <laughs> um, you know, I like to exercise um, and I make that a habit and that's an important part of my lifestyle and who I am. Um, I like to also make time to read. I find reading whatever type of um, data it is, whether it be a novel, whether it be um, non-fiction, business-related stuff, I spend time on that. And those are the sorts of things that that give me great release. As far as focusing on the various elements of um, my business, you know, this has always been a challenge and, and I've come up with a couple of things that I've found have been really, really valuable for me. The first is every year I create a book. So I have a, a bound book and I, I spend a little bit of money on this because I love stationery, Warwick. Um, <laughs> I love coloured pens. Um, I love all sorts of stuff. So I have a book and each year it starts out and, and I'll have a listing of the turnover for the year prior. I usually do calendar year and financial year and I plosh uh, against you know where I'm tracking through the course of the year in this book I have at the front of the book I have 12 pages to represent each month of the year and each month I note down things that have happened that have been sort of monumental or um, shifted something forward, so perhaps a major deal or a transaction, and I, I list that. And that reminds me as I'm going through the year and if I'm feeling a little average, it enables me to go back and reflect on the achievements that I've had so far. And then at the bottom of that page, I also, because I'm a, is it voracious? Is that the right word? That's a
0: good word to use.
1: Yeah. Um, Reader, at the bottom, I'll list details of the books I've read that month. Yeah. and um, uh, so I know at the end of last year I'd read 24 books, 24 yeah. business books, and, you know, I'd never actually thought about some of those sorts of things, so it meant at the end of the year I could go back and I could have a look at January through to December and go, oh, yeah, I forgot that I did this and I forgot that I did that, and, oh, my goodness, look at those books I read, and, oh, yeah, I remember a key piece of information. And I have pages in there so that uh, if there's some, um, you know, a, a blog post or something that I read or I subscribe to a lot of thought leaders in different areas and have a range of of mentors that help me in, in my business, I'll often write down information that's been relevant that I've gotten from them that I want to reinforce. The third thing that I do in that book is at the back of the book I list every single proposal I put out during the course of the year. I list the date, I list who it was for, and I list the amount that it was for. Or if I've got varying options, I'll list the range, and I highlight them when that converts. And on a regular basis, I'll go back and have a look, and for those that haven't come back, I can look at them and go, well, what was it about that proposal that missed the mark, or what change that meant that that didn't move forward. So it enables me to disconnect myself from the business and look at it from a nuts and bolts perspective.
0: So twenty four business books is quite a few. So how do you choose which books to read? Is it you do you go to a bookstore or do you buy online and just have a flick and go, oh that looks good? Or is there a, a source where you get uh, recommendations from, or you just? you know, perusing Twitter? Where, where How do you know? Because there are so much to read. How do you know what ones you want to read?
1: Well, one of the things that I've been doing, and I've been doing it probably for the last two or three years, is I'll keep sort of like I, although I operate in a PC environment because my clients are 100% on PC, I'm like a lot of, uh, a lot of people these days where, you know, I'll have an iPhone and an iPad. I read a lot on my iPad. If I'm looking through... um you know, uh, post that uh, or data that comes from one of my mentors or I hear in a conversation a book that's come up or I read in one of the business groups I'm involved in on LinkedIn or on Facebook uh, about a, an interesting business book. I'll um, jot it down on my notes page, the, the title and the author and if I have an immediate interest at that point, I'll go straight to the iTunes store and I'll download a sample copy of it And then when I get a chance, I'll have a read of it. And in that sample text, that will tell me whether it's something that I feel like I want to explore further or I don't.
0: Okay. So what are a couple of the books that you read last year uh, or that you've read recently that uh, you think have really hit the mark and have uh, had a big impact on you?
1: Uh, yeah, look, I can't remember the title of the book, but there was a really interesting book by a guy named Grant Cardone and it was about closing the sale. Um, you know, selling was always one area of my business that I lacked because, uh, you know, it was very much about the expertise. So I went and found some uh, options. Some you know, some tools I like to read. Uh, And I've also had a a mentor in the sales area that's been um, instrumental in helping me really understand the numbers and the nuts and bolts and making sure it's not about me, it's about creating a process. Um, And the other book that I've read just recently that I found really interesting was by uh, Jill Conrath and it was called Selling into Big Companies. Okay. Uh, and talking about having a strategy that is your foot in the door strategy because often as an organisation or as a business you're trying to get into some of these bigger names. When you get an opportunity to have a conversation it's like you just go, this is all the stuff that I can do. But if you can have one key piece that you know is going to add value to their business you know that's the door opener, or okay. as I like to say, if the the front door's open, try the back door, and then try and get in through the windows.
0: <laughs> um And that uh, that book I just had a quick look. That uh, by Grant Cardone is the uh, closing the door. Ah, uh, I just had it. That's gone. Closing the door sales process, something like that. So if you just Google, yeah, Grant, I'll put a link in the notes, you've got
1: that three or
0: four. Yeah, I'll put a link in the notes so people can track that down. Um So. Great. Just like just chatting to you and what I know of you, you're very driven about what you do. So, so what gives you the drive? What gives you? You know, you said you're passionate about you know improving others. What is it that you tap into on those days when you wake up and go, "Oh, today's just not the day"? How do you how do you keep how do you keep your passion for it?
1: That's a really good question, and I'm not quite sure that I know the answer. But I do know a couple of other things about myself, Warwick. The, the first is. Um, uh, I just, I have a very much a Nike attitude. I just do it, and I'm not quite sure where that comes from. I don't know if that comes from being a single parent for a period of time and uh, just having to support yourself and and, and that sort of stuff, or um, whether it's whether it's uh, something else. But what I do know and what I have learned about myself, and and it's it was quite enlightening to to understand it, uh, is the fact that. Uh, a lot of people are activated by um, moving away from pain so the pain of not having money the pain of not being able to eat the pain of whatever the pain of failure if that's what it is Uh, and I wondered for years and years particularly when I worked in a, a role in a company where I I was being encouraged to uh, set budgets and make budgets, and I'm going. I don't give a continental about a budget. I'm just going to work as hard as I work, you know. And I'm I'm not concerned about not having money. And so what I worked on, what I realized was the fact that I'm more driven towards pleasure. So if if something makes me feel good, then I'll I'm more inclined to do it than uh, try to stop feeling pain. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes that makes loads of sense. I
1: hope, you, hope you can come up with a better way of
0: um. No, describing no, that's that. perfect. That's great. That's great. So there's a lot of people, you know, because you've been in business now, how long did 19 years or something? Is that what you said?
1: Over 19.
0: Over 19 years. Um yeah, not 19. When you started when you were six. Um, as so uh, so what do you wish <laughs> you what do you wish you knew when you started? Like what do you know now that you wish you knew when you started, or what would what are some of the things, what are the shortcuts to success that you can share with others?
1: Mm. One of my uh, favourite shortcuts um, comes from something that I heard Jerry Seinfeld, you know, the comedian did.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: You know, Jerry Seinfeld yeah he jumped on st- uh, like well, he, he was uh, presenting at a conference and he came on stage and he was doing this thing about you know how to be successful in, in business. And the story goes that he walked on stage, he waited till the applause died down and he just stood at the microphone, paused and he said, do the work. And he turned around and walked off. Because ultimately, that's what it's about. It's about doing the work. It's about knowing what it is that you're doing, that you're good at it, and, and and then moving along that path. I think if I looked at, you know, what did I, what do I wish I'd done differently, you know, I'm an impatient person, Warwick taken me 19 years to get to where I am I would have preferred for it to be 19 months or 19 (laughs) minutes but it just doesn't work like that I guess the, the thing that's really accelerated my business growth more in you know in the last you know 10 years or so has been aligning myself with mentors where I've paid, I've put skin in the game to make sure that I move myself forward. And I think that that is, that is paramount. You know, Do you want to move forward um, you know, one step at a time or wouldn't it be better to move forward 20, 30, 50 steps at a time yeah. by standing on the shoulders of somebody that can support you and take you through that path? And the key is finding the right mentors with the right intentions, where you resonate with them.
0: Yeah, great, great. So, what's next? What's next for uh, Prime Solutions and the Donna Hansen Company? What, what, what's, what's the future hold?
1: Well, uh, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of online resources I'm building at the moment to support. Um, small businesses, schools, corporations, and that's that's getting some um, momentum. Um, but one of the things we're, we're looking at moving towards is how can we provide these resources for people to then um, move on and, and share with their networks of people. So if you could imagine people in small business are looking to provide resources to their customers. So looking at how we might be able to do those sorts of things. So creating some partnerships, looking at partnerships with organisations whose people want access to the resources that we've got. So, you know, working with um, like um, big banks or mortgage broking companies or financial institutions to offer these sorts of services to, um, you know, their customers and their clients and and looking at how it can be set up for a win-win all around.
0: Fantastic. Donna, thank you so much for your time today. Um, I'm so thrilled uh, to hear some of the details of your story. If people want to get in touch with you uh, to find out more about, and one of the things I know because I get it is Donna sends out a fantastic newsletter with some great tips for um, using the Microsoft Office suite and a few other things around around technology. So if people want to get in touch with you, maybe get that newsletter, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Great. The newsletter is through Prime Solutions, with an S at the end, .net.au, and just straight on that homepage you, you can subscribe. If you want to know more about the small business things that I do, go to DonnaHanson.com.au and you'll find that there's, um, there's a heap of information there, And I'd be happy to have a conversation with anybody who you know wants to explore the potential of, uh, of what we can do.
0: Fantastic. Donna, thank you so much for your time today and uh, thank you for being part of the Get More Success podcast. Uh, I'm Warwick Merry from warwickmerry.com. I look forward to speaking to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.